Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking. Hello, all of everybody, talking. and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me today on this Independence Day morning, do, 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 do. <laughs> Mr. Sexy Puntacana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermel. I am a real American. You are All Systems Joe. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, I guess it is Mr. Thursday Morning Live today. Yes, <laughs> fight for the rights of every man. Yes, we call him Alo, <laughs> the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Um, Alright, so I'm, actually before I get into anything, first things first, as always, please subscribe on iTunes, please leave a five star rating and review. Um, <clears throat> so, full disclosure, uh, to... To steal a phrase from Dusty Rhodes, the last 10 days of my life have been uh, hard times. I've had a lot going on, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of distraction. have been running around, very busy. I have not had time to watch like any wrestling. I have not even had a desire to like care about it. Um, so I haven't seen anything. I've seen some social media stuff. I got your back. But that's about it. Um, here's what I know from the past week in the world of wrestling. One, I know that Fighter Fest seemed to have been pretty well received. Uh, I know that MJF has made his mark even more <laughs> on the world so of good. wrestling than he had before. Uh, I know that our truth has lost the 24-7 championship to Drake Maverick. Which, good for Drake, getting it back. Uh, R-Truth pretty much gave it to him. Did he? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how that happened. I haven't even gotten a chance to watch that. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you why momentarily. And sorry for hogging the entire beginning portion of this, but I don't know how much I'll have to say after this portion. Um, I'm aware that the puppets uh, from the Firefly Funhouse are still popping up on Raw and SmackDown. I'm aware that the Street Profits debuted. <laughs> Why? Oh. And I am aware that Shelton Benjamin cut a very interesting promo where he didn't say anything. And I personally have a theory about that. I don't know if it's floating around at all, but we'll get to that. Uh, so the, the main reason why I came in here today completely unprepared. My intention was to watch some YouTube stuff last night before bed and watch some stuff this morning before we came here to record. But as the aforementioned hard times, I started driving. So I got a job finally. For anyone who has known, I've been unemployed since September of last year. But I, I don't start till Monday. Do not receive a paycheck till the end of July. So I started doing Uber Eats and Postmates at night just to try to get a little cash coming in to hold me over until then. Ended up, I thought I was going to end my night uh, at about 11, 11, 11, 11.30. What ended up happening is I get a delivery request that ends up being in Delaware. Uh, now, 
And I'm like, huh, well, that's interesting. So I'm like, all right, well, it's in, it's in Claymont, Delaware. So I'm like, all right, not too bad. I'll do this one, and I'll call it a night. End up getting to this McDonald's in Claymont, and I'm in the drive through line for like 30 minutes. It was crazy. Get Place the order, drop it off, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to drive home. When I get into PA, I'm going to go back online on both apps. And if I, if I get anything on the way home, I'll take it. If not, fine, I'll call it a night. So as I am driving through like the, the Chester area, for anyone familiar with I-95, the Curlin Street exit, it's maybe 10 minutes from home for me, I get a request, and it says McDonald's. So I'm like, oh, all right, fine, I'll do this one, take it. It doesn't tell me where it is. It's all the way back, uh, the 4th Street in Delaware. Adel, I don't know if you know where that yes. is by, the, by the stadium. What is it, yes. Frawley Stadium or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere near where I live. <laughs> Further in Delaware than I was to begin with. And I'm like, what the hell? But I don't want to decline it because I'm like, on my third day of doing it, I'm like, ah, I might get like a bad rating or whatever, so I do it. There are 17 cars in line at this drive-thru. Are you at the, were you at the West Coast McDonald's? Yes. Yuck. It was awful. <laughs> I, so the order that was placed was for hash browns, fries, uh, a McDouble, and a McChicken sandwich and nuggets they don't have hash browns they don't have burgers you're a mcdonald's if you if you only have one thing left it should be burgers don't have burgers if you don't have burgers you better make those hash browns happen yeah so then i end up driving it's like four miles away the delivery but then i have like a 25 mile drive back home so instead of getting home at 11 30 i get home at two and i'm like what the hell this was not worth it so i get home and i'm like all right let me go for a run because I'm like, I was like really stressed out. I was really aggravated. It'll, I'll like blow off some steam. I'll feel good about myself that I did something active. So I go for a mile and a half run, get to my front door, and my door won't unlock. The, the key is turning just to the point where the lock would open, and I, it will not budge any further. I spent 20 minutes trying to get in the front door. Will not open. So I'm like, all right, the only people who have a spare key to my house are my dad, who probably is asleep. in Italy already. Uh, my that's, sisters, that's what I thought. Yeah, my sisters, who one is in Italy with my dad, two of them are in Colorado for a Grateful Dead concert, and my grandmother, who is down the shore. <laughs> so then my, my next thought is like, all right, well, worst case scenario, I could just drive down the shore and... Get the key from my grandmother and come back. Just spend the night there if you drive down the shore. But my car is in the garage and I can't get inside. <laughs> so, like, I have no option. So I'm just thinking, like, what What am I going to do? Am I just locked out all night? Like, I don't know what to do. So after about 20 minutes, I climb up on the, the fan unit for my central air, grab a couple of patio chairs... And kind of scale the wall to climb in a window over my washer and dryer in my laundry room. All right, Peter. And then at that point, <laughs> I get in the house. I'm like, I'm not watching anything. I'm just <laughs> And what part of your night did Dave Batista commandeer your vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wish Dave Batista had commandeered my vehicle. It would have made the night a lot more fun and interesting. But So then this morning, I didn't wake up till like 9.30 and... Didn't really watch anything. 
So that is why I don't have any real knowledge of what's going on. Something is happening here. on Skype. Okay. I wasn't sure. X said he may try to call in to cut a promo during the show. Yeah, he so did I thought maybe that. we were getting a, an interjecting well, call from they, him. Found, oh, no. they found him after last night, so hopefully That's he's true. So to cut we a promo. may still yeah. get an appearance from him. Uh, but yeah, he one, sounds terrible too, by the way. Really? So maybe yeah, he he's not calling horrible. in to cut a promo. He may not be ashamed <laughs> to cut a promo. Um, but yes, sorry if I bored anyone with that story, but that is why I am totally unprepared. Hopefully it was, you got a chuckle out of it and were entertained a little bit by my night that was fraught with mishap. Uh, and yes, my, my Peter Parker skills coming through with me climbing the wall to get into the house. Um, were you playing the sp- humming the Spider-Man in the back of your head while you were doing the, this? I, I absolutely was. It, <laughs> to me, that was the only good part about it. was like, oh, at least I could pretend I'm Spider-Man for a couple minutes. Um, Would have been great if I had some web shooters. Would have made things a lot easier. Um, Just get some silly string. <laughs> I'll have to do that. The part, the part of you going to the West Forth at McDonald's is the best part to me because that place I'm sucks. I'm sure because you have, <laughs> you have working knowledge of how horrible that was. And then here's the other bad part. I place the order, five items, two of the items they don't have. I pay for the food. Then I go to pick up the food. And the girl at the window to pick up the food. I pull up. She opens the window. I'm like, how are you doing tonight? And she just laughs. <laughs> she just laughs out loud. I'm like, okay, that good, huh? She's like, yeah. I'm like, how much longer you got? She's like, till 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'm like... What are they doing over there? I'm like, I thought I had it bad. You're working. You're already like sweating and frustrated. You got 13 more hours to work in this Fourth Street McDonald's. Bless your heart for having to do that. Hopefully, I don't remember her name. Hopefully, you made it through. Shout out. You still got two hours left, for God's sake. I have driven home, gone for a run, gotten locked out, climbed in my window, slept. Woke up and started recording a podcast, and that poor girl still has two hours of work left. And, and one thing you should probably add to your list of things you do know is that they have Heyman in charge of one brand and Bischoff in charge of the other. Yes, and from what I know, they both appeared on TV? No. Oh, so Bischoff, Bischoff did Bischoff, not. Bischoff, he didn't make SmackDown. He missed his flight. That's the report going around. Is that true, or was that... Storyline, or do we not that, really know? No, everybody's all the sheets are reporting that, that he wasn't at SmackDown this week because he missed his flight and Vince was not happy. So, oh. uh, WCW, it's like 2000 all over again. <laughs> you can see it in some of the writing, though. I mean, they, they have, have kind of stepped up the game a little bit. So, that was the other thing I was going to say. I did see some murmurs on social media that the weekly product felt like they were trying harder. For sure. Can you yeah. guys say that that's true? Yeah. Yes. All right. There's some things that we discussed, like as simple as um, turning AJ heel. It seems like that's where they're going, and teaming him up with the Click, with uh, Gallows and Anderson. Oh, and get really? him more so time. That, so that's now becoming. Th- that's a thing officially again. a thing. I like that because the last time that was a thing, it was actually good. Yeah. When he was having his feud with Cena, so hopefully they can recapture some of that. Yeah, and you can kind of see like the. The Paul Heyman handprint on stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, um, your show started with... I'm, I'm, I know you probably saw the Braun and uh, Bob Lashley going oh, to the screen and Corey yeah. Graves with the holy shit mm-hmm. moment. I know you saw that. Uh, they played that thing to death, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they did. The, um, the Maria Kanellis silliness. Yeah, she's that, that, that was all pregnant Paul now, Heyman. Right? Huh? She's allegedly pregnant now. 
No, she she is pregnant, okay. but um, during the backstage saving with her, Mike Mike Canellis and Seth and Becky, Maria says, "You and your you me, you and your bitch versus me and my bitch." I was like, huh? <laughs> so like that's a Paul Heyman thing all yeah. over again. Uh, even like even after she lost, because uh, what I'm trying to figure out exactly what she said, but she was like, "The next time I want to get pregnant." I'll just call Becky Lynch or something like that after Ooh. the match happened. Yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah, so like, so like, 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 there's like Paul Heyman fingerprints. Like you could tell like this complete like silliness at certain points. Like when he saw Street Profits, he looked so dejected <laughs> because because they were talking in slang. He had no, no idea what they were saying. But I'm also glad that they didn't acknowledge that he was the director of Raw or whatever. They just said that he he came out. He just said he was the advocate for Brock Lesnar and Brock and Cashin. At any time, at any place. So he was not on TV as an authority figure. No, just a regular Paul Heyman appearance. Okay, well that that's actually pretty good. Like I, when he was there, I assumed it was like we're saying he is in this role now. That's what I assumed it was. So it's kind of cool that that's not the case. Um, so, do either of you have any thoughts on the AEW stuff? Good Joey. I don't have anything. I mean, I haven't, I haven't uh, dug too deep into that as a, as of recently, so I don't, I don't have much to kind of contribute to that in that sense. Okay. Other so, than they've got a lot of good, good feedback so far. So yeah. So here's, here's what I know. And Alo, if you have anything to add, feel free. First things first, I'll mention MJF because I saw the clip of his press conference, which was amazing. I know he had a, a promo that was, like, very provocative. Um, so I've mentioned Phil on the show before. And I think I even mentioned how Phil watches wrestling typically with the mentality that, like, a kid would, where, like, he likes the good guys and hates yeah. the bad guys. He's all And in. when I was trying to explain to him, like, how good heel Seth Rollins was, he's like, no, I hate him. I'm like, yeah, like, that's because he's doing such a good job. Even he texted me. He was watching live. So here's one other notch in the AEW belt. Like, somebody who is not really a big wrestling fan is, like, watching their event live. And he's texting me, like, this guy MJF is awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, and you usually hate that guy. But he, like, was fully invested in how good MJF is. So to me, that's a great sign for them that people who are not, like, Smart marks or even marks in general are watching this guy and being like, that guy's that, Yeah, that's good. So that is a plus. Uh, I saw Cody take the, the unprotected chair shot, which I think maybe was a little unnecessary, but it did get a lot of buzz. I heard that the six-man tag was awesome, and I heard that the Ambrose-Janela match was crazy. Yeah, I, I, that's probably one part I could contribute on is I, I saw, saw a lot about that. About the kind of gory style match they put on, and some of the some of the tears they had from the barbed wire. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, intense. Yeah, yeah uh, Joey Janela he had thumbtacks in his bare feet mm. during the match. Cause it, yeah, like the show, I, I thought I thought it was good. Uh, it wasn't to the level of double or nothing, and a lot of people on the internet. But it was never know, intended to be. Like, uh, exactly. Right? Like exactly, because like I like I said, I, this was like. Not too much big promotion for this as Double or Nothing had. And plus it's their third show. They're not going to sell every show out. And guys on the internet, you already know, oh, they're going to sell every second. 
because there were empty seats in the arena. Like, oh, Fighter Fest isn't sold out. Oh my God, what, what's what are they going to do? Like, it's not it's not a big deal. Every show's not going to sell out. And Fight for the Fall next month, that's also going to be available free on Bleach Report Live. Oh wow. Too. Yeah. So and and I I, th- I think that'll have that. I'm sure that has a lot more build to it because they started building to it weeks prior. And the card is also bigger. Like like we, we talked about this card, for example, that this card's for the smaller smaller name guys to get their name out there. Like it's not I all love, about, it's all not all about the size of the cards, how you use it. <laughs> <laughs> like I love Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus and I find it and I find it hilarious that they say it's nothing like a, a boy in a dinosaur. <laughs> That's awesome. And I thought uh, I thought Cody and Darby Allen they, they wrestled to a time limit draw like years back. We always used to say they, that time limit draws are perfect to get your way out of certain matches, so nobody really looks bad. Mm-hmm. But I thought I thought that match was good. They told a good story with him. Jr. Um, he, he popped me because he said Darby Allen's quicker than a hiccup. So <laughs> he had educated. Hell of an athlete. <laughs> Hell of an athlete. <laughs> but yeah, and I thought Nyla Rose, even though she lost in the triple threat match, she had a great showing. Uh. And he said MJF, he's always like the star for us on one of these shows. Like, and I forgot they were at like a video game thing. Yeah. So he's like, I just like video games too. And then I lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like the camera pants, like these fat guys in the front. <laughs> so it's like, like okay, he might be a virgin, yeah. which, I thought was, which I thought was funny. But yeah, I, I really did enjoy the show. But like I said, like we talked about, it wasn't going to be like live up to the hype or double or nothing or all in was. So and fight for the fall, I think that'll be a that'll be a, they'll, they'll raise the hikes, raise the, st- the high standards for that. And I think you already know what they expect from all out. Yeah, to me, like if they have four to six like quote unquote big shows a year, that's good. And this other stuff is all just like a supplement to that. Because I think even I, I, I've heard, and I know we've talked about it before, they, they will run into a problem where, like, you can't always top yourself. Yeah. Like, it, you, you're never just going to get better every single time. Like, nobody yeah. in anything does that. No, and, and to that point as well, like, you don't want what WWE is doing, which is oversaturation. Exactly. So, like, if, if Fighter Fest was, like, a step back from uh, All Out, and if this next thing is like again like a step down from those shows, then it will make uh, their next big show. What did we we said that's in September? Uh, All out is Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Yeah, so All right. it would be so September? like August thirtieth or something like that. Late so, late August, early September. Yeah, you have two like kind of step down shows, and then you go right back to your big show where it will feel like a big deal because it is. Um, so yeah, I. If you're criticizing them for it not living up to your expectations of their previous two shows, like, that's pretty silly. Um, And I think it's good to have, like, a differentiation between the big shows and the stuff that you're just kind of doing as part of your overall business. Not everything can be, like, your biggest show. Essentially glorified house shows. Yeah, that, that... It's stupid. And I'm glad that even in a smaller setting, MJF is standing out. Yes. Uh, and there was something else you mentioned. That, oh, even that's another thing Phil mentioned. He was like, oh, I love that there was a time limit on this match. And I'm like, see, like something so simple. Someone who's not like a weekly wrestling fan, like picked up on like, oh, that's like a good little detail. Different. Yeah. Oh, uh, one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Did you see that the Bucks and Kenny came out in Street Fighter gear? I did, yes. Yeah, okay, so in, when the bell started for the match, uh, one of the Bucks, they went up to Justin Roberts and tell him to start the match saying, round one, fight! <laughs> <laughs> did he actually do it? Yes. Awesome. It was great. <laughs> and they even did, they even did like a group of Duke it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, during the match. It was so funny. See, I can appreciate that there are guys that are out there to have fun. Because ultimately, yeah. this is supposed to be fun, not a chore or a job to watch it. Well, I mean, yeah, and it, it kind of plays out. When you're having more fun doing what you love, the product is better. It just is. Yeah, one of my favorite podcasts, the Todd Glass podcast, one of my favorite comedians, he always says, like, sometimes I worry about the show, like, our listeners going to enjoy it? And then I tell myself, if we're having fun doing the show, most likely they will have fun listening to it. So it's very much like that same theory. Yes, yeah, like, same, same if concept. If you're having fun putting on the show, the people watching it are probably going to enjoy it. Um, so WWE, you guys both were in agreement that the weekly product seems to have been a little better, seems to be putting in a little more effort. Uh, was there anything else in the way of Bray Wyatt besides puppets popping up in the background again? Not too much, nope. no. Nope. So my still thought, waiting for the first match. Yeah. Still waiting to see what the in-ring product is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we still haven't got that. I don't know if that's because they want to slow develop or they just don't feel Bray Wyatt's in-ring ready yet. I think that it is deliberate and I think it is story-based, not that they're trying to hold him off. Now, so my theory about Shelton Benjamin ties into Bray Wyatt, and this may be a ridiculous thing to think, but we obviously saw these nine episodes of the Firefly Funhouse, and one of the themes of it was a few times Bray said things along the lines of, like, erase your mind, let me in. Uh, Is there any chance that Shelton Benjamin somehow has erased his mind or has let the fiend in does that possibly explain that bizarre like 40 seconds of him looking around and not saying anything smiling and walking away so or you're am saying, I overthinking it so you're saying Bray got him a Sheldon Benjamin I'm, I'm saying maybe. that's <laughs> that's like my, my some, without any context without watching the shows that is my thinking some next that, level thinking is that somehow Bray has has worked his way into Sheldon Benjamin perhaps gotten himself a Sheldon Benjamin <laughs> do you think there's any uh, validity to that thought, or do, like, do you have any idea what that was about? If no. not that, no, none. Does that make more sense than anything else you could think of? <laughs> right off the bat, it yeah. would, yeah. But I, I take nothing from it at and this was point. Was that on Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. That yeah, that's my working theory at the moment. Uh, one of my things when, when I did the, the show with Eck a couple weeks ago was I said I want to see Bray not necessarily going after a title. I want to see him terrorizing the company. Yeah, and like and Maybe sh- that's the start of it. I don't know. Yeah, if it was on Raw, I would say yeah because Shelton's a Heyman guy. Right. But since it was on SmackDown, yeah, I have no clue what to think of it. Well, we'll see. There, there's a very good chance that on SmackDown next week we'll get an answer that has nothing to do with Bray Wyatt. But I wanted to throw that out there that that was in my, that in my that thing. sense it could be him kind of positioning himself to make the move to Raw. So he's giving it underutilized in SmackDown mm. or something of that nature. But I do like your theory. That would be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. 
Yeah, like, and I guess that's part of this whole thing is like, we don't know what it is. Is he somehow supernatural? Is he just psychotic? Like, we have no idea how it's going to play out. So maybe he has some type of ability to control people's minds, but they may go in a more reality-based direction. And he's just, like, evil and violent, not so much supernatural. Oh, yeah. So who knows? But that was my thought, and that was the only way I could make sense of whatever the hell that was. Um, R-Truth. Losing the <laughs> so 24-7 good. championship. How so did good. it happen? So, go ahead, Joey. No, you got it. Okay, so um, on, twi- on Twitter, Renee Michelle said that her husband, they reconciled, and they're about to go on their honeymoon. So she posted on Instagram, where, where should we go on a honeymoon? And me on the Matt Mattis account, I said, oh, you're just, maybe wherever Roy is, I heard is beautiful. It's time it here. So they end up on Raw. <laughs> and uh, and like, she had the blindfold and the, and the big no- noise cancellation headphones in. He took them off. She was like, we're at Raw, and then they were sitting in front row. Oh, no, 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 no. First, backstage, she's giving Truth a um, – Renee Michelle's giving Drake Maverick a hug, then Truth pops up, says, I'm a sucker for love. And then Drake, Drake Maverick and Renee Michelle, they're at ringside, and Truth kind of like lays flat on the barricade to, to like tempt Drake Maverick to pin him because yeah. he told Renee that he's done with the 24-7 title. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so he was like tempting him to pin him. And then on the way out, there, when they were heading out, she went to the bathroom, and everybody was chasing Truth, and Truth was hiding behind where Drake Maverick was standing, and Drake Maverick hit him with the suitcase and pinned him. <laughs> so he's, so he's, Drake Maverick is now on the honeymoon with the 24th ever title. Okay. So he did offer it up to Drake, but eventually did just lose it to Drake after. Right. So two things. Uh, first is a question. Well, I guess they're both questions. First question is, what is worse? Truth taking Carmella on an all-expense-paid vacation to WWE headquarters <laughs> in Stanford, Connecticut, or Drake Maverick taking his new wife on a honeymoon to Raw? Honeymoon Drake, to Raw. <laughs> honeymoon to Raw. His WWE headquarters is interesting. Yeah, it's something different. It's something off the beaten path. Yeah. True. And we found out that Corey Graves sleeps there. Unless <laughs> yeah. there was that. Maybe that's where Corey Graves and Carmella's romance first, exactly. first sparked. Who knows? Exactly. Um... And my other question is, does our truth show up on their honeymoon? Or yes. is their honeymoon... For sure. This, <laughs> I feel like this is, like, again, they have everyone involved in the storylines, like other people, but it's primarily just truth and Drake that are going to pretty much go back and forth, which is good good TV. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. Like, I give them a lot of credit for, for stumbling upon this because it has been very entertaining. Yeah, my, my dream way of truth getting back to 24-7 title is I want Drake and his wife to be on a boat. <laughs> And they're relaxing, and when Truth wins it, then jumps off the boat. <laughs> you should pop out of the water, pin Jason style, Jason style, pin him, and then jump off the boat. Yeah, I mean, how, however they choose to do it, I know our Truth will sell it to perfection and get the most out of it that he possibly can. Um, so, Eck, I think, texted something yesterday about how Joe and Kofi is like the the story he never knew he needed. Tell me other than like Joe is just awesome. What like what is elevating this and do you guys agree that this is a great storyline? Yeah, it's a really good storyline. Uh, again, anytime you get Joe not kind of I mean, he's elevated to the to the main story pretty much. 
um, anytime you have that, you're going to have a good product. Because we've told for years, that, uh, not for years, for the last couple months, Joe's been underutilized. Um, even with the U.S. title, um, he's more than that. So you have him in the, in the, in the picture. He's just the consummate um, heel. And yeah. obviously, Kofi is an excellent face. So it just kind of it works well. That's just the traditional story of wrestling. And that's it fits. Halo? Yeah, like, like, like oh, Joey before said. Before your thoughts, I already cut you off, but I, I, do they have like some type of stipulation match at Extreme Rules, or it's just a championship? It'll probably be a stipulation match. They haven't announced it as of yet, but most of the matches are just kind of getting different stipulations. Uh, yeah. Could, oh, go ahead, Elo, sorry. Yeah, like, like we've been saying for a long time, anything, anytime Joe's elevated to the main event level, it's always great, and... Like, when it comes to him and Kofi, like, it's a good story. And, like, Joe was basically talking about how Kofi could, can't win the title by himself because the New Day's been around and Kofi was going back and forth with him on that one. And then <clears throat> Kofi hit, had a line saying, the only thing you've done recently is lose, lose the U.S. title to Ricochet. <laughs> so, and then, oh, of course, he gave him the finger. I, I, know, I know you probably saw that going around. But, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of stipulation I'm going to add to this match. But, yeah, I'm definitely interested in – if you want to like kind of shock us a bit, because Joe is a Bischoff guy, give give Joe the title. But that, don't don't that don't, don't never even crossed my mind. What what's their uh, connection? TNA. TNA, yeah, TNA. But don't don't let Brock cash in after. Yeah, because that that will p- piss me off even more if Joe wins it and immediately loses to Brock. But right, like let that. Let that be a thing if that's what you're going to do. For sure, yeah. Because yeah. we've been kind of waiting for a Joe title reign, and to have it end so abruptly would just be awful. What? What is your recollection of Joe as NXT champion? What? Because it's kind of a blur to me. I know he had that long feud with Finn Balor. Yeah, he lost to Finn a bunch of times before winning at the at the live event, and then when Nakamura came, got his first shot, he lost to Nakamura. And then he won it again off Nakamura. But who's Nakamura? <laughs> this guy. Oh, he, he popped no. up on TV last week. He's supposed to be challenging Finn soon. Oh, for the really? IC title, yeah. Um, yeah. So he went. He had that feud with Nakamura, and like looking back on it, like the matches they were they were okay. But Joe's the one who makes all those all those things work because of he's because he's great at everything that he does. But. I would love to see Samoa Joe as WWE champion because it's, it would suit him so well. Either way, we're in for a pretty good match. I mean, Kofi oh. Joe will be an excellent match. Oh, for sure. And by the way, officially, the, the Extreme Rules from Philadelphia two-for-one special is a thing. Oh, really? Are yes. you going to go? I'm going. I don't know. I'm, I'm considering I'm it. Two-for-one? I'm going. I'm considering it. <laughs> I'm going to get tickets. Let's do so you're it. you definitely going? 14th? Yeah, why not? Fortunately for me, I'll be in Italy, so I couldn't go even if I wanted to. Are you going to stream it from Italy? <laughs> with your v- with your fresh glass of vino? and a Maybe. Sitting, uh, sitting over Caprese? a plate, a plate of pasta. And pasta. Caprese. You know what? That's one of the things. I'm looking forward to getting Caprese in Italy to see if it's... Uh, <laughs> To see if it surpasses. I can't wait to eat pasta. I haven't eaten pasta since my birthday. In you May. need to start eating pasta. Because I've gotten so thin? You <laughs> walked up, your shorts are falling. So thin. <laughs> well, that's the crazy thing. I actually, I've been wearing a 38 for like the past three years at 225, 235 pounds. And I just had to buy shorts in a size 34 for the first time in a long time. Uh, yeah, I got to figure out how to, to maintain my weight at 180 pounds 
while also shedding a little bit of the excess body fat that I'm still carrying in the uh, the midsection. Uh, it's the Delco belly. It's, it's tough to but get. But I'll worry about that after Italy because I know if I there's nothing I can do until after that. No, in Italy you're there. Enjoy it. Do whatever you do. Whatever the hell you want down there. Oh, for sure. Um, so the other thing about Joe and Kofi is Kofi now has held the the title for what almost three months. It'll be three months. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah, over three, about three months, months by the time. Yeah. So he didn't get like a short-lived title reign. It wasn't like not meaningful because he defended it a ton and oh yeah, Put on he some got he matches. got to be on both shows for a significant period of time. So if he loses it to Joe, to me it's not you're not devaluing Kofi or Kofi winning the title. Like he's been a good champion. Yeah, and, and to that too is like you're not you don't really see this too often where you have the face faction kind of playing into the title reign. It's usually the other way around where you have the heels kind of right. And we're seeing that with the New Day, and it's kind of refreshing to see, yeah. it, see it from that, that vantage point. And to kind of, like, segue off of Joe, his previous opponent, Ricochet, has obviously been featured the last couple weeks alongside AJ Styles. Uh, do either of you think, and, like, I know this is hard to predict, like, is there a chance that Ricochet is a guy that gets like the non-hardcore wrestling fans attention or is he just a thing that the hardcore wrestling fan is in love with he'll get everyone's attention yeah because that's their hope a lot because there was a also report going around that that they're kind of like losing like the teenage to the early 20s demographic and ricochet is kind of somebody that they can relate to And, and ricochet he might not be the best talker in the world but the reason that we fall in love with wrestling is like a lot of times it's the moves, the matches, and the moments, and Ricochet can actually give you all that. I just wonder the the, the teenage audience thing. I don't know how WWE competes with AEW in that age range. Like, if you really think about it, like WCW thrived on the NWO because the NWO got that viewer. And then the Attitude Era of WWE took over from WCW because they captured that more than WCW did. I don't know how WWE competes with what AEW is doing in that age range because AEW is like the cool thing. And I don't know how WWE ever becomes that. Well, we talked about it before. We mentioned it again when we first brought up AEW that you have to move away from the PG-13 product. Again, maybe you do the first hour and then the rest of it's traditional, but you're not going to catch that age of demographic doing the, the child, um, the cheap jokes, things like that in nature. You need some more sustenance to it. Yeah. Halo? Uh, yeah, this goes hand-in-hand with my – how about the way I watch Raw and SmackDown at this point? Well, watch WWE at this point because I always say it's a television show first. You know, the wrestling's secondary. A lot of, a lot of times in wrestling – the matches suck, but it's all about the one thing that happened in the match or the moment or something that's said. Now, if you go back, if you watch this past week, Monday Night on Raw, you have the Braun thing. Like, that Braun and Bob thing, nobody cared about. But that Titantron thing, that happened. That was exciting. And yeah, I talked about, about everything else and just remember yeah, that. Yeah, like, even with the promo, we just talked about Kofi and, and Joe's promo. 
people want things to happen. Like somebody finger, like somebody fingering somebody off. So people will pop for that, and that's all they'll remember. So that's why that's that's what that's what that's why I come from. And a lot of times, why I say I watch as a TV show because people want stuff to happen. They don't want to just hear people talk and nobody saying anything. Like even with the Maria Canales lines about Mike Bennett and Becky Lynch and Seth. Those are like ooh, like those ooh lines or whatever. That's what people want to hear, you know. They want stuff to actually react to, and not just people talking. Right. I mean, hopefully for all wrestling viewers, WWE figures out how to do it in an entertaining way again. And despite my, uh, you know, long-term mission that I've had of uh, disrespecting WWE. It does sound like they've taken some steps. Uh, what what else is like? What else happened this week that was like noteworthy, notable? Anything that I should make it a point to to go look at? Well, from my standpoint, and again, I don't know if I'm out on an island on this one. Um, we've said in, in the past, Undertaker's pretty much done. It's tired. His match with Goldberg was atrocious, but the way he came back and the way he's involved in this Shane McMahon. Roman Reigns' angle has been a lot of fun for me. Just uh, the nostalgia of it, the the Undertaker, just the way they played it off has been a lot of fun for me, TV-wise. And Alo, I know you're one of the bigger Undertaker guys, uh, along with Joey, on, of the group. How do you feel about what they've done with Undertaker since his return? Well, as Joey said, we're, we're, we're going to forget about the match with Bill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's what I believe Mark is hoping. Yeah, but at least he's being put in a tag match. I I can live with he that. Yeah, he doesn't have to carry it. Yeah, I, I I believe it's a no holds barred or an extreme rules tag team match, one or the other. So I don't have a problem with it because, like I said, they can split they can split the workload and stuff like that, and Taken can come in and just do his few spots and go to hell home. What but, do you think about the storyline so far? <sighs> no, not not playing out for you. Uh, no, he's just coming back for the souls or whatever. Yeah, I like the I like the <laughs> phenom notion of it though. He just appeared the first night and then the lightning the other night. It's entertaining TV to me. So to you, it's the stuff that The Undertaker should be involved in. Yeah. I mean, again, you're not going to spotlight him in a one-on-one match anymore. That's just not something you should do. Again, you can stash him wherever you got three other wrestlers. You know you're going to have your Shane McMahon spot. Um, and essentially you have Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. And then Undertaker will have some fun things. So I'm sure he'll probably put Shane through something. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alo, anything for you, like on Raw or SmackDown, that like should be discussed or that I should go out of my way to see? No, I think we pretty much hit on everything. And going back to Extreme Rules, the two for one for the pricing, that card's actually a pretty good card. It really is. If you look, if you look at oh, it yeah. right now, it, it does look like a really good card. Yeah, because because we're gonna get Ricochet and AJ again, and AJ officially turned heel. I would suggest go back watch that first match. The yeah, first Ricochet, Ricochet AJ, AJ match, match. Two weeks ago. Yeah, because this week was just kind of a shortened version. Mm-hmm. And um, we had uh, we got a triple threat match for the tag titles: uh, New Day, Heavy Machinery, and Brian and Brian and Rowan. And Brian and Rowan, they've been really good. Now, Heavy last... Machinery looks really good, but is it just me, or would you rather have seen um, KO and Dolph? No, I thought that's I thought that's that, that's what they would want to do because I thought it was strange they even threw them together in the first place. So I thought that that's what they would want to do, and maybe those two would win the titles because it didn't really make sense to just yeah. throw those guys in there. So and, uh, I thought for sure they would, and just be like that awkward team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we have the uh, 
the women's um, the main event ta- winner take all match that's up there. Alexa versus Bailey again. You know, the cards actually kind of shaping up to really be really good. I think Alice or Black's supposed to have a match, maybe. I was going to say, what are they doing? Oh, yeah, he's finding out who this mystery person is at Extreme Rules, right? Yeah. That could be interesting. I hope that that can't be Bray, right? No. I I don't think so. No, because neither one. Why would you have either one of them, like. Lose spotlight to the yeah. Other. I don't think it would because again, you're trying to build up Aleister Black and Bray is kind of your new toy. You don't want to, like you said, one has to lose and you're kind of just taking the luster. Yeah. Do you do either of you guys have any ideas of who it theoretically could be? I think the rumor said it was supposed to be Cesaro. That'd be fun. That'd be a good match. Where is Aleister Black from? Oh, he's from the Netherlands. Yep. Yeah. And Cesaro's from Switzerland. For, for a, a split second, I was like, oh, are they are they from the same country? But no, they're not. Um, I mean, that would be an awesome match. I mean, two guys that are great athletes, great workers, it would be a really fun match. I don't know what... I don't know if there's anything, any way that Cesaro plays into Aleister Black, but I guess I wouldn't know since I haven't been watching. Uh, trying to think if there was anything else I mentioned at the top of the show that I that I said I was aware of. Street profits are they? Do you think they're going to be doing the back and forth thing? Well, they showed up with the belts on TV, so we'll see. And then if they lose the belts in the near term, they could probably just be on Raw. Do you think Vince is taking any? Even a little bit of a back seat. Not a back seat, but do you think he's taking even a little bit of a step back? I would say yes. I would say yes, in, in my opinion. Again, with with the kind of announcement that they're putting Bischoff and Heyman more in the forefront, I think Vince is taking a step back. Like you said, they got to kind of get a ratings boost before they make the transition. Yeah, and yeah, and for me, I don't expect to see any big changes until post-SummerSlam because they kind of had their – they kind of have their plans in motion for the most part. So anything big, I don't expect to happen. Well, big changes, I don't expect anything to happen until after SummerSlam. And a lot of people, they were like sitting there thinking the whole show is going to change in one week when it's really not. No. It's right. a gradual change. But, I mean, right now we're, we're seeing a little bit of progress. We'll see how, if it continues and if it makes any headway. Well, yeah, think about the women's revolution. Like, that started with the whole hashtag give divas a chance or whatever the hell it was. And Vince tweeted, like, we hear you, stay tuned, whatever he said. And the stuff with the women's division played out over the course of, like, I don't know, six or eight months before they really got it to where we eventually saw it. So I assume, and I rarely give WWE the benefit of the doubt, but you have to assume this will be a similar thing. They have storylines they've already booked through the rest of the summer, like Alo said, up through SummerSlam. These guys have not necessarily been like working like hands on with this product. Like they have to come in, they have to kinda get a gauge of what they have to work with and I, yeah, anybody who thinks that that was a thing that was gonna happen quickly, it's just not. It's going to take time. And I would even say like, I'd be surprised if you saw big changes before, like, October. 
Like, well, it's going to well, take some time. Well, def- well, Fox, well, I know they'll see changes by the, by the time they hit Fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that should be October, I believe. Yeah, October so 4th, I believe. I think that will be when, if, by then you'll see a lot of the changes have already occurred, but it's going to be a little bit at a time. Uh, is there anything else that I can think of that, no, there's nothing. Uh, anything either of you got to want to add to it before we close it out? Uh, well, I mean, it seems, again, like they're making a little more of a push towards the tag team division, which is something we said has been unutilized. Um, that's one thing I'd like to see them continue to do. And if they could do that successfully, and again, keep with things that they're currently doing, you could you'll start to get better WWE product. And this is kind of the ripple effect that we talked about with AEW coming out and being in the forefront as much as they are. Yeah, so do either of you, and this will be my last question, do either of you think that AEW is already pushing WWE? Like, do you think WWE is doing anything differently as a direct result of AEW? I would say yes. Alo? Yes. And again, yeah, it's going to be a so. slow change, but I, I think, again, it's affecting the way they're, they're doing things and viewing things, and again, hopefully for the better. Yeah. Well, like I said, for anyone who watches these two shows on a weekly basis, for all of your sakes, I hope that it continues to get better, and I hope by the time SmackDown airs on Fox that you will have a product that you enjoy watching every week. I will not hold my breath on that, but hopefully for the sake of everyone involved, that is the case. Um, So I guess, once again, please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five-star rating and review. If you ever have some extra time and you enjoy the show, go back and listen to some of our older shows, our unsanctioned and throwback episodes. Uh, We're due for a throwback. Yeah, I think we talked about one. Oh, WrestleMania, we talked about one. It didn't quite come together. Yeah, and we it um, I don't like the depending on what happens. You know, we're taking this on a week to week basis about what's going on, and if the show's gonna be terrible, just do talk about something else. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> right. I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna be you're gonna be away for a week, so yeah. I mean, with Extreme it, Rules coming to Philadelphia on July fourteenth, you could do a throwback of Philadelphia shows, Philadelphia pay per views. Well, yeah, if if you guys would like to do something like that for that week, obviously feel free. Keep me posted on what you want to do. Um, Alo, would you like to move a little merch? Yes, uh, what a maneuver net to embrace the madness. All right, so for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, all systems Joe, CK and Joe Rodermill. Happy 4th, and uh, go Joey Chestnut for a 12 in a row. Yeah. A truly American <laughs> gorge fest. Yes, uh, only in America. Uh, for Mr. Thursday Night, or Mr. Thursday Morning Live, <laughs> we call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery Jr. And we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the basement, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.